I'm super excited for what I have to share today. So get your pen and pad out, get your notebook out, get your stuff out so you can write stuff down because today's going to be a good day for us. And I'm ready. So let's go ahead and jump in. Let's go ahead and jump in. If you can, turn, turn with me to Luke chapter 7, verse 36 through 50. Luke chapter 7, verse 36 through 50. And we're reading from the NIV version. Verse 36 says this. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. Somebody say recline. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said, two people owe money to, money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other owed him 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. When he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she had poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. As her great love has shown, but whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. If I had to choose a topic for this morning, it would be this. It would be the power of his presence. The power of his presence. Thank you, Lord, for this day, God. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. I pray that you use me, God, for, for your word, God. Use me, God. None of me, God, but all of you, God. I pray that you get the glory out of this message today, God. I pray that people's lives will be changed on today, God. I, I, believe, I pray that people will walk in power. I pray that people walk in victory. I pray that people walk in the strength and the life that you have given them, God. I pray right now, God, that you will be our light and, God, that we will follow you all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. In my 22 years of living, I've come to find out that there is power in presence. There's power in presence. Presence that plays a very important role in our lives. Presence plays a very important role in our lives. If I, for example, if I get home, if I don't have any groceries in my apartment, I'm going to the presence of a Walmart. If I get hungry late at night, I might go to the presence of a McDonald's. And if I get tired, I might go to the presence of a bed. If I get sleepy, like I like, to, like I said, if I get sleepy, I'm going to the presence of a bed. If I run out of gas on the side of the highway, I need to get in the presence of a gas station. What presence is, if presence equals, hear me, Presence equals the space or place of someone or something. Presence equals the space or place of someone or something. So y'all understand that. Presence equals space and place of someone or something. I remember, I remember when I was younger, I broke my foot 
and I had to go in the presence of a doctor because once I got to a doctor, I knew I could get my x-rays. I got tired of being hurt and I felt broken. But I, it, was, it wasn't until I got into the presence of a doctor that I could get an x-ray and see what was going on with my body. I'm talking about a broken foot, but we look in our scripture that we just read today, we see a broken woman. We see a woman that, that is broken. The Bible defines her, the Bible says that she was a sinful woman. She A woman I can imagine that she's broken. A woman I can imagine that's probably in a, feels like she's in a dark spot. A woman I can imagine that probably feels desperate. A woman I can imagine that probably feels like that she's overwhelmed by her sin. And I think if we're being honest on today, that we can relate to this woman at some point, not, we can relate to this woman. We have been in a situation where it's been like, where it's been tough, that we have messed up, that we are living in a dark spot, that we are just, we're just not in the place where we need to be at. And we're just not, and we're desperate and we're overwhelmed by our sin and we're overwhelmed by all the things that are going around us. And, 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 and we did it to ourselves. But I, what I come to find out is although this woman is the, all the women might be a sinful woman at this point in time. Although she got things are going up against her, all those things are working in her favor right now. Although it might feel like she's out of hope, she learned that a certain man is in town. She learned that a certain man is in town, not just some ordinary man, not just some man you see on the street, not just a regular guy, not just some some guy you you, you um you might hear about sometimes and it's not important, not somebody like that. No, the the prince of peace is in town, the way makers in town, the king of kings in the town, the the good shepherd in town, the Lord of lords in town. Y'all, Jesus is in town. Jesus is in town. The woman understands that I have a condition. She understands that she's a the Bible said that she's in a sinful condition. She understands that things are going wrong, are going wrong right here. She understands that things are, are messing up right now. She understands that I, I got some mishaps, some mess up, but she understands what her, her condition is. I think we all can say we have a condition. She had understood what her condition is, but in order for her to move directly and get better from where she is at, she has to get into the presence of Jesus. She has to move into the presence of Jesus, Jesus, because there is power in his presence. There's power in his presence. So in the scripture we see that she, that yes, yes she messed up, but like I said, the way maker is in town. And I can imagine this woman probably sick of herself. She probably sick and tired. She probably done the same thing over and over again. She probably messed up over and over and over again. She might have sinned she said she was sin, uh, uh, she was a sinner. So she probably sinned over and over and over again. And now she probably sick. I think I can imagine that she probably sick of herself. She probably sick. Have you have you ever been sick of yourself? Like you say, I I want to get better. I need to get better. I have to get in the presence of Jesus. But I'm just I can't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me. And I, and, and she keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again. But what I learned is that she understood her condition, which brings me to my first point for this morning. What is my condition? What is my condition? That's my first point. What is your condition? What is my condition? Sometimes I'm sometimes I procrastinate. Sometimes I'm lazy. Um, sometimes I don't. I, I'm not consistent. And I know in order for me to clean up the things that I have in my life, I need to get into the presence of Jesus so He can change my life. I know. I I don't know what your, your condition is today. What's the thing that keeps on happening to you over and over and over and over again? But first, we have to uh, we, we have to understand what is my condition. What is the thing that's going on in me that I need to move into the presence of Jesus so He can change my life forever. What is my condition? Even though this woman had a condition, the Bible says she was sinful. She was sinful. 
Even though she had a condition, this is not how the story ends. Even though she's in a tough spot right now, even though she might be in a uh, in a cold spot right now, even though she might be stuck up against the wall right now, this is not how the story ends. And I come to encourage somebody that I don't know what you're going through or what things are coming against you, but I want to encourage you that this is not how the story ends. This is not how the story ends. And I want everybody, I think everybody can put ourselves in the shoes of this woman. She is stuck and in a messed up position. So next, what I notice, notice in, in, this, in this scripture is that this woman is on, to, on the way to the house where Jesus is at. She's on, she's on the way to the house where Jesus is at. She knows that Jesus is in town. She knows what house he's in. So now she, she is carrying something with her to Jesus' house. She's not coming with nothing with her. But the Bible tells us that she has an alabaster um, box, um, bottle of perfume. She has a bottle of perfume, a jar of perfume that she's carrying to the house where Jesus is at. And she and, and not not so not no Calvin Klein, not no Tommy Hill figure, not no Dolce and Cabana, not no no um Michael Kors, not no Dove body wash, but she's carrying a bottle of perfume into the house where Jesus is at. She's carrying a bottle of perfume. And and, and it says that she's very it's very expensive perfume. What this showed is that she is she is carrying something to Jesus, that she has something in her hand that she's carrying to Jesus. Although we might not have a, a jar of perfume or something like that, we can bring our hallelujah to Jesus. We can bring a thank you, Jesus. We can bring a God, you're good. We can bring our worship to Jesus. We can bring God, God to God be the glory. God is good. God is great. That's what we bring to Jesus. She had an alabaster uh, uh, a, a bottle of perfume. We're bringing our worship to Jesus. We're bring God is good to Jesus. We bring our worship and we sit at his feet and we worship him because we know we have a condition but in order, for us to our, in order for our condition to change, we have to get into the, into the presence of Jesus and we have to worship him. We have to praise him because I know I remember a Bible verse says that um, the Lord dwells in the, in the praise of Israel. He dwells in the praise of his people. That's why we have to praise God and I think I remember that Bible verse when Silas was in, in jail and they started singing and in the jail and the, um, the door to the jail um, Began to come open because and they when they were worshiping God. So I just dare somebody right now to give God some praise wherever you're at. Just say God is good, God is great, God to God be the glory. Jesus, you're wonderful. Just give God some praise wherever you're at right now. Woo. So I said that she was carrying a olive, a bar, a bottle, a jar of perfume to this house. Once she gets in the house, she sees Jesus. And she goes to Jesus. Once she gets to Jesus, she begins to start crying. She cries so much that Jesus' feet is drenched with her tears. Do y'all hear me? She's crying so much that Jesus' feet is drenched with her tears. You can see the sincerity of this woman. You can see, you can see like how this woman really wants to change. She don't want to be the same person. She wants to be better and she is she is see the sincerity in her heart she is at she is now crying and Jesus' feet is now drenched with her tears this symbolizes her worship towards God that she said even though that people may look at me even though people might say I'm doing too much even though people might say what are you doing here even though people might say I don't belong here I'm still gonna worship Jesus because he deserves all the praise and once I get into his presence that is when things will 
change. I have to get in his presence because I know that Jesus is there and he will change my life. When I come into a presence, I come with with a worship. I come with a praise. I come with thanksgiving. I come with my hands lifted up because he deserves the praise and there's power in his presence. Like I said, she she didn't do the, the she she it might not be um what she did might not be it might be like a non-traditional way she did it. She had she she couldn't care what other people were saying negative said about her, but she had to continue to push on into the presence of God. Even her mess, mess, mess even her mess ups, mistakes, and mishaps, she understood that she could bring worship to Jesus, and once she got in the presence of Jesus, that things will change. Things will change. So, next, I, I, I will call my attention to this. Her worship towards Jesus was so expressive. I don't know how your worship looks like, but her worship towards Jesus was so expressive, caught, was so was so loud, was so, was so expressive, that she catches the attention of Simon the Pharisee. That there's somebody that sees her and says, hold on. Somebody sees her and, and looking at her like, okay, um, this, this is a little different, you know what I'm saying? This my looking at her that's saying, she, she's a sinner though, like, but she, she messed up though. Like she's a sinner, even she worshiped at the feet of Jesus, but she's a sinner. She did all that stuff, she's a sinner. And then what, and the man, Simon, the man at Simon, that pointing the finger at this woman says this. If this man were a prophet, he's talking about Jesus. He said, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who was touching him and what kind of woman she is, but that she is a sinner. Okay. Okay, I, I hear you, Simon. But I'm here to tell you this. Although she messed up, her mistakes, her mistakes are what she did, but it was not who she was. Although she got herself in a tough situation, although she did some, some things that she shouldn't have did, her mistakes was what she did, but it was not who she was. And I'm coming to encourage a, some children of God in here. I come to encourage some believers in here that messed up, but you're still trying to get back on track. I come to tell you this, that your mistakes that you have made in life is not who is not who you are. You are who God called you to be. You are who God says you are. So you're not defined by your mistakes. You're not defined by your mess ups. You're not defined by what people, what the negative people say about you, but you are defined by Jesus Christ. You are defined by the Lord of Lord. You are defined by God because he knows you and he loves you and he wants you. So I'm here to tell you this, even though you might have messed up, your mistakes are not who you are. Your mistakes are not who you are. They are just something that you did. Come on. So Simon is now pointing the finger at this woman and said, hey, she's messed up. She's a sinner. She, she did all this thing. But what trips me up about Simon is this. Simon, you are in need of the same grace, mercy, compassion, and favor that the woman needs. But, the, but you begin to point out her as a sinner instead of somebody who wants to get better. Simon, I can imagine. At one point, you were in the same condition that this woman was in. At some point, you were in a tough spot. At some point, you were messed up. 
At some point, you 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 were broken. At some point, you you are you weren't where you should have been at. So how can you look at the woman and say that you're better than her? How can you look at the woman and say that oh you she is a sinner? How can you look at the woman and, and, and despise her? But I'm here to tell you, Simon, you were there. You you were doing the same thing at one point in time. You were you might not get hurt what she had have did through her life, but you have messed up too. You have sinned too. So you are still in need of the same grace, favor, and mercy as the woman that you're pointing that's calling the sinner. How can you show, like I said, how can you show no compassion to this woman? She's trying to get her life back. She's trying to worship. And Simon is just thinking he's better. So they give you some background who Simon is. Simon is a religious leader. Um, he's like, well, he's probably he's like really religious. He, he obeys the law. He, he's a Pharisee. Um, he can be critical. He can be negative at the times. And he's somebody that people hold at a hard, high regard. Simon probably knows a lot, a lot of scripture. He probably knows a lot of verses. And like people said, and a lot of people might look at him and say, oh yes, Simon, you, you, you know the scripture, you know the verses, you follow the law, like you're good. But it doesn't matter if you're, it doesn't matter if you do all that, if you do all that and your posture, your heart is toward God isn't right, then what are you doing? If you do all that and you're, and you're reading every, all the words, you're reading the word, the Bible, but your heart and your posture is not right towards God, then what are you doing? This brings me to my second point, y'all. We are all in need of Jesus. We all have been broken. We all have been messed up. And Jesus is coming here with life and life more abundantly. And we are all in need of his grace, favor, and mercy. No matter what, we're all in need. No matter what, we're all in need of Jesus. So like I said, y'all, we see the differences between, we see, we see the differences between Simon and the woman. The Simon, like I said, is self-seeking, self-righteous. The woman is there for forgiveness. She shows repentance. She shows transparency. She shows vulnerability. And she, and she shows honesty. Jesus hears Simon and, and hears that he says, oh, like, um, she's a sinner. All this, uh, no, Simon's saying all, all this stuff, all, like all type of stuff. And she, so Jesus hears what Simon says, and he responds like this. Verse 41. Jesus hears what Simon said and responds like this. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50 denarii. Neither of them, whoo, neither of them had the money to pay them back. I don't know, I don't know if somebody ever owed you money and they didn't even have the money to pay you back. That's a whole other topic. But let me get back on. Let me, let me get back here. One, neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debt of both of them. Now, which of them will love him more? This illustration represents three different people. The, the verse says two people owe him money to a certain money lender. The two people represent Simon and represent, represent the woman. And the money lender represented Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the lender. But they still both owe a debt. They still both have some issues. They still both need to be forgiven. The same creditor forgave both of them. It is true that her past may be that the woman's past may be full of sin, and perhaps that she has made may, she has made sin more than Simon did. But the fact of the matter is this: whether you have sinned a lot or you have sinned a little. You still owe a debt that you cannot pay. Which means that Simon 
is still in need of the same grace, mercy, favor, and love of God. They, they both still owe a debt they cannot pay. In actuality, Simon, you have you have more in common with the woman than you think you have. The Simon, that, that's the Pharisee that, that, that being very judgmental and very critical and, and being uh, being like just doing things that you she shouldn't have been doing. Simon, you need the same grace that she does. You messed up too. Whether you send a lot or whether you send a little, you still have a debt that you cannot pay back and you need Jesus Christ. And that's what Jesus Christ went to the cross for us and he died for our sin because we owe the debt that we cannot pay and we give our glory to Jesus. And that is why and he showed his love on the cross. That's what it's about. We have we have a debt that we cannot pay. Now I, I cannot pay that we can't do. We don't even come, come close to enough to pay for it. But Jesus paid for our sins, paid for what we did on the cross. Paid for it on the cross. Because of the woman's genuinely, genuinely repentant attitude, display of love, and obvious faith in Jesus, Jesus affirmed a desire in her to change from her old ways and begin and begin living God's way of life. The woman served as, served as an example. Verse 44 says this, y'all. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Although this Simon invited Jesus into um, his home, although he 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 said, "Oh Jesus, you can come." Although he invited him to his home, said, "Oh, you can come on in. You can come on in and have dinner." Although those things might have been said from the outside looking in, it could have appeared by some people that Simon was doing the right thing. Think about it: Simon is um, somebody who, who obeys the law. Um, he's a Pharisee, somebody who's really strict. Um, somebody probably held at a high regard in the religious community. Um, somebody who who was who negative, but people have prior respect for him. Probably he knows all the scripture, he knows all the verses. Um, um, people might say that he's a he's very um he's upright, he's an upright man. People, some people might say that about him. But although he's doing all these things, although he's doing all these things that appears to be good, although doing all that, his posture and heart towards God wasn't right. Even though you could be doing the right things, if your heart and posture towards God isn't right, then something's going on. Something needs to be fixed. Something needs to be changed. You could be saying the right thing, but not doing, but not doing the right thing. We not doing the right things. You can be saying, "Oh yes, 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 this is what I want," but or saying, "This is the good I want," but you're not. Your heart posture doesn't show your true intention. Your heart posture. Your heart posture doesn't show what you. The oh, heart posture is not showing what you think, what you say is going to, what you say is how you feel. Which bring me to bring me to my third point. Y'all hear me when I say this: your posture toward God matters. Your posture towards God matters. That's point three right there, y'all. Simon showed up to Jesus, shows up and had Jesus and invite Jesus into his house with no warmth. No concern. And when he arrived to the house and that day, in, in that culture, a polite kiss was appropriate, uh, um, appropriate greeting. He did not he did not put any oil on Jesus' feet or on um, head. 
his negligence concerning concerning concern toward Jesus exposed Simon's true intention. He didn't do that for Jesus. He didn't give him the he didn't, he didn't give Jesus common courtesy. Come on now, what's going on, Simon? You invite Jesus in, in your house, but you don't even give him the common courtesy. Why are you doing? It? Are you doing it for show? Are you doing it because you want to look good? Is that why you're doing it, Simon? Simon's heart posture was not right. His heart posture was not right. My fourth point, y'all, is this. Jesus forgives. Jesus forgives. Verse 47 says this. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been, has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began, began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the, to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Jesus, Jesus informs us that although she may have sinned, although she may have messed up, although things aren't looking good, although things she hadn't did the, the right things, although she hadn't crossed every T and dotted every I, although things aren't like she just hasn't, she's messed, she's been in some rough spots in her life. He says this. She, although she, he says this, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And he says, your sin, and, and verse, 40, verse 48 says this, your sins are forgiven. Even though she messed up, even though things are looking crazy for her, she still stands forgiven because her posture towards Jesus is sincere and she wants to be better. Jesus told her, your sins are forgiven. Because her posture, her heart was sincere. She, think about it, y'all. She came there worshiping. She came there with a bar, bottle of perfume. She came there crying. She came there, she came in the presence of Jesus to worship him. And she knew what her condition was. She knew that things were looking crazy for her. But she knew once she got into the presence of Jesus that there was power there and her life could change. Her life could change once she got into the power, into the presence of Jesus. And I'm wrapping up, y'all. From our story, we can see the power of the presence of Jesus. My four points were this. One, what is my condition? Two, we all need Jesus. Three, your posture towards God matters. And four, I love it, Jesus forgives. Jesus forgives. Although the woman's condition was messed up, although she didn't get it right all the time, although all the things were looking not right for her in her life, she was still able to receive forgiveness. The story displays the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And if we're being honest today, I think we all can say that we have been in a similar, we have been in the same spiritual state before as this woman. We've all been in a, in, a, in a sinful state before, in a messed up state before, in a, in a state that we shouldn't be, be in. And it wasn't for, and it, if it had not been for the grace of God, I don't know where I would be. And we all have been just like that woman, y'all. 
We all been broken. We all have been messed up. We all have been things that come against. We all have had just felt dirty and felt and not felt and felt not right. And we all have been in that position. But we understand that once we get into the presence presence of Jesus, that things change. That that chains break. That God makes a way. That God's a healer. That God is a keeper, and God loves us. So he will protect us. We just have to get into, into his presence more and more and more, y'all. We I showed you what happened when we get into, into his presence. When we get into his presence, we can stay afloat. When we get into his presence, we can stay above. When we get into his presence, we can stay like this, y'all. But by getting into the presence of God, that thing that we can really get direction and guidance from the Lord. Like I said, maybe, maybe you've been saved, saved for a very long time. Or maybe you've been only saved for a little bit. But can, can I submit to you, y'all? We are all in need of the same grace, favor, mercy, and compassion. If you feel like things are going crazy and you feel lost and you need direction, I encourage you today to get into the presence of Jesus Christ. Get into Jesus, get into the presence of Jesus, y'all. That's what I want to encourage you to do today. Hebrews 4 and 16 says this, y'all. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, y'all. Somebody say confidence. So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I'm going to say it one more time. I think it's really good. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Y'all, we all need this and we must boldly approach his throne. You have, you have, like I said, you may have been saying for a very long time. You may think, well, there's some things I still struggle with, Randall. I hear what you're saying, but there's something I still struggle with and I need help with. It could be your attitude. It could be financial decision. It could be um, um, sinful thing. It could be things that you, you, don't, you, you shouldn't be doing. It could be, it could be a whole lot of things, y'all, that you just struggle with. It could be unrighteous anger. I don't know. We all have things that we, that we're, that we could be struggling with, y'all. But I'm here to tell you this. I believe that the answer to life problems can be found in the presence of Jesus Christ. I believe we can receive direction, guidance, hope, and so much more in the presence of Jesus. Okay, Randall, I hear what you're saying. I want to do better. I want to get better. I want to know him. Remember, remember y'all, God loves you. This is, a, this is about relationship, y'all. This is what I want y'all to say. This is about relationship. Um, you want to, you want when you're in a relationship with somebody, you want to talk to them, you want to hang out with them, you want to be in their presence, you want to, you want to go and see what they're talking about, what, what they're going to lead you to. God, God is, is wants to help you. God is, is for your best. He for He's trying to help you get to make the best decision in life. He wants you to make the best decision, and He wants you to follow Him. So God is all, is all about you. God is about you. So you have to get to, into His presence, into His presence, John. Okay, Randall, I hear what you're saying, but how do I practically do that? I want to encourage everyone on the other end of the phone to do this. It's called the Thirsty 30 Challenge. Thirsty 30 Challenge. So for the next seven days or more than that, I don't know, or you might, you might be doing more now. But for the next seven days, I want us to do the Thirsty 30 Challenge. It requires at least 10 minutes reading the Bible, 10 minutes of prayer, and 10 minutes of worship. So 10 minutes of reading a scripture and studying it, 10 minutes of praying to God and saying and, 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 and listening to him and 10 minutes of worshiping worshiping. I don't know what your favorite um worship music is, but just find somebody that you that you like to um, worship music. Um say find, find some good worship music and just start worshiping God for just 10 minutes. They probably end up going over more than that. But when you get caught up, 
you can go longer than 10 minutes. I know, I know that's for a fact. So just 10 minutes of reading the Bible, 10 minutes of prayer, 10 minutes of worship. This is one, this is one way we can spend time, intentional time with the Lord and get in his presence. I don't know if you are saved on today or I don't know if you're saved. If, I, if, you're, if you're not saved on today, can I just ask that you try Jesus? That you may have tried so many, so many other things in your life. You may have feel as if you're still broken, beaten, messed up, just like the woman that came to Jesus. You can come to him too. He will clean you up and change your life because he is so good. I may not know your story, but this I do know, that Jesus loves you, that Jesus cares about you, and that Jesus wants you. So, is there anybody who may feel like they're like this in life? They feel like that they're all down here in the, in, in, in the bottom of the barrel like Simon was. Can I encourage you to do this? To get into the presence of Jesus. To get into where Jesus is at and start worshiping him, start praising him, start giving him praise. And watch that he changed your life for the better. Change him for the good. You got to be consistent, y'all, because it's about relationship. God's going to direct. God's going to, God's going to instruct us. So we have to be consistent, y'all. And we don't want to be like Simon at the balance of the barrel. No, we don't want to be like that. No, no, no. But we want to be like this. Strong and vibrant and able to stay afloat. This is what we want to be, y'all. So in my closing, I want to thank y'all. And I hope that this message will encourage you to get into the presence of Jesus. Let's start today, y'all. Today is the day. Choose today Jesus and get in his presence. You have a good Sunday.